And Coulter says Republicans need to chill out on abortion. The woke Pope partners with the woke Disney company. And Melania Trump weighs in on gay marriage. Meanwhile, Elon Musk says doctors who carry out sex change surgeries on kids should go to prison. And that big Bud Light Clydesdale says he identifies as a reindeer. And finally, whatever happened to the pandemic of the unvaccinated? All that more tonight in this special edition of The Remnant Underground. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Michael Matt. This is The Remnant Underground. So the company that is responsible for children's entertainment, largest corporation in the world responsible for children's entertainment, Disney, uh, they brought us Snow White and Treasure Island back in the day, which was fantastic. They got a new show now, just for the kids. It's all about a teenage girl who falls in love with Satan. <laughs> that's, where, that's where Disney is going. Welcome to Woke Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to It's a Woke World. Now, it's nice to know that when a children's entertainment company, corporate giant like Disney, uh, does this, betrays every family in the world, every child in the world, it's nice to know that our guy in Rome, Pope Francis, has the backs of all the parents by, you know, chastising Disney, exercising them, you know, and telling everyone to stay away from Disney. But wait, that's, that didn't happen. Pope Francis, in fact, we find out this week, is partnering with Walt Disney Company. It's a new documentary. Another one. How many documentaries does this guy need? <laughs> Another documentary all about, well, you guessed it, all about Francis. It's called The Pope Answers. We'll just play a couple seconds because I know you don't have the stomach for this anymore. La pederastia en la iglesia. Fui católica, muy creyente. Ya no soy católica. You know, even Catholic World Report, I, I just saw the article before we wrote cameras today, had a fantastic article where they were talking about this. And they were talking about the fact that the answers that the Pope gives to these young people about sex and all these, they called it pandering. It's like our, our pandering pontiff. <laughs> Everybody sees through this guy. That's the good news. But there's Francis. Cutting edge, chatting with atheists and pornography producers. One of the young people that he's talking to is a producer of pornography. It's okay, because Jesus loves everybody. So they're chatting about masturbation and gender and sex, of course, Francis's favorite subject. And it's, a again, a Disney documentary. You guys like Ron DeSantis down in Florida waging civil war, trying to protect, you know, parents and children from Disney. And in comes His Holiness to partner with Disney. So anybody who's taking a stand politically against Disney right now looks like an idiot. What, are you more, you're more Catholic than the Pope? That's how our boy Francis works. So this is a Disney partnership with the Pope, a company that has been promoting the homosexual ideology 
to children for decades. Remember Gay Days at Disney? So for those of you not in the know, Gay Days is a week-long event where people of the LGBT community come to Central Florida to enjoy the parks as well as sort of a mini convention back at the hotel. While the main event is the Saturday at Magic Kingdom, the event has gotten big enough that it's spread to the other parks as well. It started off as a small event with only 3,000 people attending, but over the years, it's expanded to about 10 times that with families attending the festivities. I wonder what, what Francis thinks of, of Disney's executive producer now, who got caught admitting that she's out there queering up the kids' programming on a daily basis. Like the, the, Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda and so like i i feel like i don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss let's in the background this like i was just wherever i could just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show i'm proud of them but like I, I just was like no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me the fact that someone out there could think this is not demonically inspired is truly shocking when you think about how they're going after kids. Now down here in the underground, one of the things that we always, we always stress and promote is homeschooling. So I'm very pleased to take a brief break here and get a word from our new sponsor, Our Lady of Victory Homeschool. My name is Scott Jones, and I'm the director of Our Lady of Victory School. We were founded in 1977 and are the oldest Catholic homeschool program in the United States. Our Lady of Victory School was founded in response to a number of parents who were concerned with the negative influences their children were experiencing in Catholic and public schools. Our accredited program is founded on the traditional practice of the faith. With the Solid Traditional Religion Program, published before 1960, and other textbooks used by major homeschool programs and parochial schools, parents can have the peace of mind knowing they are using a sound and trustworthy curriculum. Whether you are a first-time homeschooler or a veteran with years of homeschooling experience behind you. Our Lady of Victory is here to help you. Homeschooling is the best option for your children to receive a quality education and save their souls. So welcome to the homeschool community and thank you for choosing Our Lady of Victory School. Back to this idea of, of Disney, which is one of our, which is one of our countries. I would think, um, most obvious exports. And really, when you, <laughs> when you think about what they're doing now, where they're actually after children, they're trying to wreck children, <laughs> how could it be that we're the good guys? Hands. Are we the baddies? <laughs> but, of course, we can't. <laughs> we can't be the baddies. That's ridiculous, because we're the ones who are fighting the baddies, and we've been fighting the baddies for a long time. Right now, in fact, we're fighting the biggest granddad baddie of them all. Посмотрите, что они делают со своими собственными народами. Разрушение семьи, культурной и национальной идентичности, извращение, издевательство над детьми вплоть до педофилии объявляются нормой, нормой их жизни. A dictator! For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. And we've had so many great presidents over the years, friends, who've always, who've always kept us safe. Do you remember George W. Bush? I mean, he saved us from this maniac. Saddam Hussein, the man who ruled over Iraq for 25 years, 
enters the room in which he's about to be executed by hanging. Ah, uh, just reviewing that footage, it makes me feel so much safer. And again, it's amazing to think how we made the world safer by doing that. The last days of Saddam Hussein symbolize something that history will record and work on and report on for years to come. And that is the ultimate destabilization and ruin of an entire region of the world by a superpower gone berserk. Oh, hang on there, hang on. I can't believe that last comment. That guy clearly is a hater. He must be ex-KGB because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Because the truth is, the way it happened, before Joe Biden saved us from COVID, right? Because we, we all survived COVID, right? Biden saved us from COVID. Before that happened, George Bush was out there saving us from Islamic terrorists. Remember, he had the war on terror. Our war on terror begins with Al-Qaeda, but it does not end there. By the way, are we still afraid of those guys? Yeah. I think so, right? I mean, what happened to the Muslim threat? We were, we were ready to lynch all those guys. I haven't thought about them for a while now. And it kind of begs the question, like 20 years after we invaded Iraq, shock and awe over Iraq, <laughs> boy, we were making everybody safe that night. 20 years later, what, what, what exactly has been gained? <sighs> anyway, we didn't, we didn't really do much for our number one ally. They're over there in Israel right now having a massive civil war. We're gonna talk about that, that next week. They're trying to get rid of all the Christians in, in, in Israel. So I don't see where our meddling in the Mideast <laughs> helped the Christians out at all. Man, most of the Iraqi Christians are dead or they're now, you know, they're living up in Europe and under bridges or whatever. Uh, thousands of brave American men and women lost their lives, lost their limbs, suffered everything. And my, hat, my heart goes out to them, my hat's off to them, but for what? I really think we need to ask that question, friends, because <laughs> we're getting ready to blow up Europe again. Nobody seems to know what anything, what, what these wars gained for us, for our country, for the world at all. You're just not supposed to ask. <laughs> and that's how tyr tyrannical regimes work. Just don't ask questions. Nobody knows why we went to Iraq, what was gained. I guess it ended in Afghanistan, the war on terror. <sighs> just like Saigon. <laughs> Completely ridiculous. We, we, we armed them. We gave them billions of dollars over in the Mideast to fight against us and anybody else. That's how it ended. And then we've just moved on to Ukraine so we can save democracy. Please tell me you're not buying that. Please tell me there's nobody in this audience who truly thinks we are in Ukraine right now, pushing for World War III against Russia because we're saving democracy. You can't be that stupid. In Russia, and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> and, and, th and this saving democracy thing, this comes to us directly from the folks who just got through saying we need to get vaccinated to save grandma. Whatever happened to Grandma? Um, she must have got saved. What, what happened? To, are we still trying to save Grandma? We haven't heard anything about Grandma in a while. 
Are we supposed to, are we still supposed to get vaccinated? Go get vaccinated, America. Go get vaccinated. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Is that everybody should be vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated. Get your kids vaccinated. Get vaxxed. Get your vaccine so you don't ever kill anybody. So go get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Now... YouTube hall monitors, ladies, school moms, don't take us down. <laughs> I'm not questioning the science. I'm just wondering where the heck it went. <laughs> Where's the science? Do I still need to get boosted? I think Bill Gates said I was going to have to get boosted every couple of months, and Biden was all down for that. Do I still need to get boosted? Do the, what happened to those little boosted, uh, those little jab shots that were over there, like in the Walmart parking lot, and everybody all jabbed up and boosted? What happened? Is there still a pandemic of the unvaccinated? One local health official say is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. Absolutely is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic for the unvaccinated. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. So this really is a pandemic now of the unvaccinated. What happened to the pandemic of the unvaccinated? Lots of people are sick. I heard about that. People are dying suddenly. But I presume there's still a pandemic of, of the unvaccinated because they all told us about it. And then, and then you, you American bishops, <laughs> all of you guys, um, are you still out there? Do you still want me to get vaccinated? I'm a serious question, Your Excellencies. Do, do I need to get vaccinated still? Should I get my kids vaccinated still, according to you guys, so, so that we can protect those around us whom we love so much? And as Pope Francis has said, if you receive a vaccination, you're not only helping to protect those around you whom you love so much, but you're helping to protect the whole of our world. Oh, thank you, Excellency. Your tenderness, it's palpable how much you care. <laughs> Do you still care though? Do I still need to get vaccinated? Because Your Excellency, you were eminence now. You were, you were drinking deep. I mean, you were a true believer, remember? You were actually denying those requests from people who didn't want to take that you told your priest do not give any exemptions to people who had conscience issues over over the abortion problem the abortion connection to the vax right where, where are you on this cardinal could you let us know a little follow-up <laughs> and for that matter it's the same with pontivax francis we haven't been hearing anything from pontivax francis about the jabs or the boosters and how the whole world and charity and love needs to get vac vaccinated either Dunque è importante che possa proseguire lo sforzo per immunizzare quanto più possibile la popolazione. La cura della salute rappresenta un obbligo morale. Hmm. So what happened, Francis? Your Holiness? What happened? Because you know what? There are millions and millions of us who are not vaccinated. Are we in danger still? Because they tell us that COVID is not only still out there, but it's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. One would think then we should probably still be getting boosted at least. <laughs> but apparently not, huh? Holiness, you're just going to pretend like you never said that. Because maybe, maybe you were lying to us too. 
um, the people have been lied to. Uh, it was a gigantic lie. And uh, on this lie, everything that governments, especially in the Western democracies, did uh, to infringe on, on uh, people's rights, to take away their freedom, to uh, lock them uh, in their homes, uh, imposing curfews, all of this was based on that gigantic lie. Man, there is going to be hell to pay, friends. And that's kind of the point of the show. You know, don't let them get away with it. Just because you don't personally feel threatened right now by these people with their long needles looking at your kids. Hey, kid, come here. Want a vax? Just because they're not doing that right now doesn't mean they're not going to come around and start doing it again. Let's not forget what they did. Because they've just been lying to us forever, right? Whether it be wars or climate change, I don't care about climate change, or whatever it is, Ukraine, sickness, pandemics, enough sexuality. This is really a fun one. This is like a massive distraction. I mean, constantly they've been lying, but now they've just gone completely insane. The science, the politicians. They're telling us, for example, that this dude is a girl. And friends, let's be clear about this, this dude. I don't feel the, the need to get all morally outraged here. They're not trying to make him look seductive, make him look like a woman, make him look sexy, are they? They're just mocking us. And they're especially, especially mocking women. This guy is nothing more than a troll. I'm not going to freak out over him. I'm just going to call him what he is. It's a he, and he's a troll. And the science doesn't actually believe that he is a woman. How about that? No, they don't. They don't actually believe it. <laughs> no more than they actually thought those masks were going to actually protect us from a virus. It's also just protection for me, even though I, I have been vaccinated. But it's also just for my friends and family. I do indoor, outdoor. I wear it everywhere. I just want to feel a lot more safe. It's so important to understand those poor people. Man, I mean, we just can't, we cannot have that happen again. So it's, it's really important to believe, to, to make it clear at this point, they never believed in what they were saying. It was a power play from the start. Put on the mask, it'll save your life. <gasps> okay, big brother, whatever you say. This dude's a woman, because we say he is. Okay, big brother, whatever you say. Even on Fox News, I'm looking at people I like. Kaylee, well, Trump's former uh, sec, uh, press secretary. McEnany. And she dutifully has to refer to this guy as her and she. Right? You know she doesn't believe that. But she has to or she's going to lose her job. That's how it works. And that's a, that's, a, that's a form of brainwashing. That's the whole psychosis that we're going to talk about. And the question is, why are they doing this? Why do they want you to say that he's a she when you know he's not a she? They know he's not a she. Everybody knows he's not a she. The question is, why do they want us to do that? Well, how's your Orwell? The key word here is black-white. Applied to an opponent, it means the habit of impudently claiming that black is white, in contradiction of the plain facts. Applied to a party member, it means a loyal willingness to say that black is white when party discipline demands. But it also means the ability to believe that black is white and more to know that black is white and to forget that one has ever believed the contrary. So proletariats, 
This man is a woman. <laughs> now, do I think we should boycott Bud Light for doing Yeah, I, I guess, right? I think it's a great idea, in fact. They've already lost billions of dollars. And we're going to talk about you know, the, the counter-revolution that, that needs to be waged. But in any way that you can fight back or raise awareness or stop saying that black is white and shouting it from the housetops that black is not white, do it. <laughs> do it. Is this working? Even to some extent, it already worked. The CEO from Bud Light came out on Friday and said, well, gee, I'm sorry. I didn't think so many people were going to get ticked off. <laughs> He's not going to change anything. It's not a genuine apology. But yeah, good for the guys. Good for the rednecks. Redneck MAGA America that went out there and told Bud Light right where they can put it. <laughs> They're Bud Light. Hi there. My name is Prancer. I identify as a reindeer. This ad is what we call damage control. Our thinking is, maybe if we post an ad with our iconic Clydesdale that identifies as a reindeer, and we say vaguely patriotic things. This is the story of the American spirit. People will like us again. They're not recalling the campaign, but they got some, the, the, the folks who pushed back got some action. I totally support that, but I'm going to be clear about something. Losing money is not the first concern, you see? This is not a capitalist system anymore, friends. That, in fact, worried about the market or the customer knows best. That's old, normal th thinking. And we are now talking new normal up in here, you know? And in the new normal, where you will be unemployed, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. Here's how happy you're going to be. I work for an affiliate company. I am a merchandiser. And the sole product of the company I work for is Anheuser-Busch products. So with all this canceling going on, um, there's, I mean, I've never seen such little sales in this past few days um, on these products. Thanks, Anheuser-Busch. I may not be able to feed my family coming up here soon. Now, sometimes I feel like we could do a whole show, maybe we will, like all summer long, dedicate at least a portion of our program to the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Because the thing is, it's unfolding all around us. <laughs> Everywhere you look, it's happening, right? Some people know, most people don't. A guy like DeSantis, that's why I'm kind of looking down to Florida to see what's going on. He knows. He's figured it out. Things like the World Economic Forum, uh, those policies are dead on arrival in the state of Florida. This is all about Davos, and I realize that sounds crazy and paranoid and prison planet or whatever, <laughs> but it happens to be true. Even right down to corporations like Anheuser-Busch, that's a big global you know, beverage company, a globalist company. And what they're doing with this whole stupid, yeah, the stupid, is they're checking off the equity and inclusion boxes, which you have to do in order to have a high ESG score. And we talked about this over a year ago, maybe even a year and a half ago. What are the ESGs? Let's review. Agenda with the ESG. Now we gotta pay attention to this. This is important, the environmental, social, and governance. This is how they're going to have corporations become more powerful than governments. The ESG risk rating. A free, confidential rating tool that assesses your environmental, social, and governance risk. It distills the complexity of ESG into a single score, yet allows you to interrogate the detail. Leaders want to know where their organizations are excelling and areas requiring focus. 
we bring that focus in two ways. First, by leveraging the World Economic Forum's ESG metrics in a coherent framework. This explains everything. The stakeholder concept and particularly the ESGs are a very important part of getting uh, business involved. So these ESGs now, the brainchild of Klaus Schwab, the thing that Elon Musk said, what did he say? He said the ESG is the devil incarnate. Lots of people are worried about this. In a moment, we're going to see Ron DeSantis has targeted the ESGs down in Florida. But how it works is the ESGs will form a global corporate brotherhood. And I would throw in there, just for the fun of it, because it happens to be true, a Christophobic brotherhood of man that's going to finance now the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations, the SDGs, which we talked about a lot on this show over the past five years. We're doing this because we need $6 trillion a year for the SDGs to be implemented. And the only way you do that is private companies are driving it. They are going to finance the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. On the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations, that's Agenda 2030. The Sustainable Development Goals were co-authored by no one, none other than Pope Francis's special advisor, Jeffrey Sachs, remember we used to talk about him a lot. He's in the Vatican all the time, working hand and glove with the Catholic Church. Jeffrey Sachs is not a Catholic, <laughs> but he's over there working with the Vatican to implement the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations, what Klaus Schwab calls the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. The Sustainable Development Goals, endorsed by Pope Francis himself on the floor of the United Nations. The adoption of the 2030 UN Agenda for Sustainable Development Goals is an important sign of hope. What we're looking at today is the World Economic Forum's agenda in action. It is the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, you don't believe me still? You think it's a conspiracy theory? I think you might change your mind when they start serving you bugs and insisting that all you're going to be able to eat in this beautiful future full of rainbows and butterflies are the bugs. My country really is, sadly, the pilot country for an organization like the World Economic Forum. We are sort of the tester kit of the 2030 agenda. So the fact that we, the second largest uh, exporter of agricultural products in the world, our nation with such a rich farming history is now cracking down on its farms and opening insect factories should be of no surprise to you. And, you know, this is not something that is just going to affect the food supply of the Netherlands. Like I said, we're the second largest exporter of agricultural products in the world after America. So this will influence the food supply worldwide. And we've spoken to farmers who said, well, this could lead to actual starvation if we're not careful. And so people are saying, man, you know, it just seems like bugs, they're canceling the farms, the farmland, they're going crazy, and it just keeps coming. You got, you got the, the, the insanity, the insanity never seems to take a break. Keep getting hit in the face with it. Well, don't you remember? Klaus Schwab said that they were going to implement this fourth industrial revolution like a tsunami. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And a tsunami doesn't care about market competition. <laughs> this isn't capitalism anymore. This is reworking the entire global economic system of the world. You know? And it doesn't really matter about sales the way it used to. Bud Light is not trying to sell beer. This is the big problem people have. They look at that and they say, what a stupid marketing decision. Well, if you leave out the ESG, 
Yeah, it seems stupid, but there's another, there's another payoff that's coming for big corporations that check the boxes, you see? Nike's not trying to sell women's underwear with this moron running around in a training bra. Not trying to sell underwear here. This big corporations, they are becoming engines of change, engines of social and moral change. And that's why it's so important to, to realize that the Catholic Church plays a pivotal role in, in providing the moral structure for this change, for this new world order, for this social engineering that they're trying to do. You know, they're making, they're forming a new moral and political order in the world. And in order to do that, everything, as Klaus Schwab said over and over again, everything must be reimagined. Remember, we used to make so much fun of that? That's exactly what they're doing. Reimagine, change everything, reset everything. Governments, countries, sports, banking, money, even, even beer. And to make all this happen, powerful nation states, such as our own, needs to be systematically dismantled. Joe Biden is not making mistakes he is cooperating with the, with, with, with the overall plan to dismantle this country. You see, a great civilization is not conquered from without until it is destroyed, has destroyed itself from within. What we're watching, friends, right now is a great civilization, the American civilization, if you will, destroying herself from within. In the meantime, I can say that the, the children that you serve the, and the young people that you serve, their families, and you all as their providers have support at the highest levels of the federal government. President Biden supports you, and he has articulated that support for the children and families on a, uh, frequently. You want to hear something that's become suddenly very revolutionary, very dangerous to say out loud? That dude is a man. I'm going to say it again. He is a man. Now, when did that become controversial? When did that become a conservative thing to say? And that's how fast it's happening. Like a tsunami. That's what they're doing to us right now. That's it's all part of the psychosis. They're, they're going to make you call him or her. They're just going to keep doing it until you give in. Because they want you to deny the natural order of things. They want you to deny the that to deny the fact that God created us male and female, that God's in charge, that God exists, ultimately. It's been tried before. Joe Stalin took bulldozers to erase Christianity from the Soviet Union. And today, we have Joe Biden, another Joe, Uncle Joe, taking drugs and scalpels to the Christian moral order. Uh, transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida? is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? Think about what you just saw there. As a Catholic president, supposedly the leader of the free world, supposedly the most powerful man on earth, saying that it's in this country, you could take a little five-year-old, mess with his brain, tell him he's a girl. Everybody who's ever had a five-year-old knows a five-year-old thinks he's Lone Ranger one week, he thinks he's King Kong the next week, he thinks he's King Arthur, he thinks a lot of things about what he is in his little world, his little skull full of mush where no thoughts have truly been formed yet.
You think Joe Biden doesn't realize it is possible to take a child and turn him into anything you want? Of course you can do that. And you're going to listen to this child that you have sexually assaulted verbally, that you have scandalized, that you have so harmed. And then you're going to say, what's, what's that, Billy? Oh, you think you're a girl. Oh, okay. Let's take you to the doctor and have some parts taken off you. This is the sickest thing about everything that's happening. In a way, it's worse than abortion because there's that little fig leaf of, well, I didn't know it was a human life. <laughs> well, they know exactly what this is. This is a little innocent child. A little child, hundreds of thousands of them that made it past the abortuaries. And our Catholic president says we should be allowed to have full access to them, mess their lives up, destroy their bodies forever. Could there be anything more demonic, more satanic than that? I personally believe that um, anyone who, um, who, uh, who, who collaborates in, a, in a, an intrusion into a developing child's body and mind is guilty of child abuse, a crime against humanity, okay? because that child is not prepared to make such a decision. So first, they came for Christ's church, and then they came for our countries, and now they're coming for our kids. And my question to you is how much more? How much more are you gonna take? What do you plan on doing about it? Just, you're gonna just go vote for Mitt Romney or some moron who's gonna run for president and do absolutely nothing? That's your game plan? You're gonna boycott? I think that's great. And I truly mean that. Boycott the living daylights out of these people. We pulled ourselves out of their rotten, stinking entertainment industry 50 years ago. <laughs> Shoot, shoot your Bud Light swill out there like Kid Rock's doing. I'm all for it. But then what? <laughs> In politics right now, the so-called conservatives are up to their old tricks. I think more and more Republicans are starting to get worried about where this is leading. And uh, one of them is Ann Coulter, who warned Republicans saying the demand for anti-abortion legislation just cost Republicans another crucial race. That's a Wisconsin uh, state Supreme Court race that we talked about yesterday on the show. Pro-lifers, we won. Abortion is not a constitutional right anymore. Please stop pushing strict limits on abortion or there will be no Republicans left. And, and, and you know why these so-called conservatives, you know why they're doing that again? You know why they're suggesting this? Because there's no difference between them and the, and the, and the, and the right-leaning Democrats. They're all the same on all these moral social issues. Do you remember when the, these guys used to be pro-life? Well, now they're like pro-partial birth abortion. That's an outrage, partial birth abortion. Because <laughs> it doesn't take any guts to be partial birth. Remember when they were very much defenders of marriage? Right? They were against homosexuality for a while. And then, okay, well, not marriage, though. And then they, the homosexual thing happened. They started getting married. They're like, oh, <laughs> love is love. <laughs> That's the way they go all the time. Right now they're talking about transsexualizing children and cutting parts off them and, and hormone blockers and all of that, right? Well, wait a year. And these same people are going to be like, well, we have to let the children, you know, fulfill themselves and express themselves. You know what I mean? Like we've seen it over and over again. And there was a little difference. And that's why we broke ranks and decided we'd give Donald Trump a try because he seemed like he was actually going to stand and say something about these issues. But the reason they're coming back to it now, the Ann Coulter types, is because they don't realize this is a spiritual war, friends. And do you know who understands this? Not, the, not most of the Republicans. You know who understands this? The Democrats.
In a way, I respect those guys. You know why? Because they have conviction. I think they would die for their evil religion. These people, these Democrats are religious zealots. It's like what we used to be when we were winning and conquering the world for Christ. We were religious. We believed it. They called us zealots. Okay. It's going to take a zealot, I would think, to go out and, and, and convert all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's what our Lord said we should do. The Democrats are, are, are zealots in, in, in the inverse. They will do absolutely anything to win and to serve their gods of death. <laughs> and if we don't bring God back to this battlefield, like right away, then Frank Zappa was right. And politics is the entertainment division of the military industrial complex. That's about it. It's all fake and gay. It doesn't matter. After COVID, everybody got to see what's really going on here, didn't they? Didn't we all see it? We were all locked down. They're trying to lock down the whole dang world now, aren't they? These psychos. Turn planet Earth into planet gulag, right? That's what we saw. That's what we learned. Even the Pope stands with them. Simply cannot defend Francis, the Vatican, anymore. <laughs> you cannot. Francis is out there this week making documentaries with Disney, stabbing Christian parents in the back, right? He's calling for the blessing of gay unions, making Jimmy Martin so happy because he's finally getting around to getting the Catholic theology and morality out of its diapers. Right? That's what he's doing. And do you realize, I'll close on this, do you realize what that means politically? to have the Catholic Church going in the direction that it is. And I'm sorry, my Protestant friends, you know, I like you guys, I love the discussions that we have, but I don't, I'm not aware of anybody on the Protestant side of this thing who's being courted by the globalists like our Pope is. And there's a reason for that. I mean, Klaus Schwab is not going to be worried about me quoting the Bible at him. And I don't know that there is a leader of the Protestant Church who would have the same political throw weight as the Pope does. So we all need to talk about this. Protestant, Catholic, Saint of Acondis, whatever. It doesn't do any good to say, well, he's not the Pope. <laughs> that doesn't matter to Bill Gates and to Klaus Schwab. They're, they're using the papacy to change the world, to reset the world, to crush Christianity. And so the question is, and I'll close on this, everybody's hoping that maybe Donald Trump can come back for Act 2 and it's going to be great. But do you think that Donald Trump is going to stand strong against the sin that cries to heaven for vengeance when even the Pope has surrendered on that? Wants to guess, he wants to bless gay unions. Remember, they were already working to get Trump on, into that camp because he's not a, as I said the last time, he's not a Bible-thumping Christian. He's what he is. And when he looks over and sees that the Catholic Church is completely surrendering on these moral questions, he's going to use those things to try to get himself reelected. We saw this beginning right before 2020. It was already happening. As the leader of the Republican Party, and President of the United States, Donald has been clear that gays and lesbians will be treated as he has always treated them, equally. Donald is the first president to enter the White House supporting gay marriage. Donald is also the first president to appoint an openly gay official to his cabinet. You can tell what's happening with the messages being sent to any politician who's going to stand strong for Christian morality or has any intention whatsoever of making that part of their platform. The message loud and clear from conservatives and liberals alike now 
is if you hope to get elected, if you hope to win in 2024, you have absolutely got to pull back on this whole Christian God-bothering morality thing. You simply must. <laughs> and especially on that particular sin, you know, um, that's the one... That's the one that, as we showed you a few, a few shows ago, if you look back far enough in history, you can see that every civilization that was on the brink of collapse sold out on that one. So this is why, again, this is why we go after, not after the homosexual guys and doing whatever they're doing, we go after Francis because they're getting no moral leadership, no spiritual leadership from the Catholic Church. We go after him in just about every show down here. That seems to be, after a while, the only thing that matters. <laughs> That's where the ultimate fight is. On, on a spiritual battlefield, on the moral battlefield. So I think a politician like Donald Trump, he doesn't need our fanboying right now. It's not what he needs. This is a crucial moment in history. What these politicians need is they need Christian patriots to stand up and tell them the truth. If you sell out to these demons, count us out. We won't go along with it. And we're just going to keep on scanning the horizon for anyone, anyone who understands what really matters. And thank God there are a number who seem to be waking up on this score. We want Oklahoma to be the most pro-life state in the country. Uh, we want to outlaw abortion in the state of Oklahoma. With lawmakers and faith leaders looking on, Governor Kevin Stitt following through on his promise to sign all pro-life legislation that hits his desk Tuesday morning. SB 612 would criminalize abortion by making it a felony for doctors to perform abortions facing up to 10 years in jail and up to a $100,000 fine. Everybody knows that I'm pro-life and, and do not support any kind of um, abortions, but here what the Biden administration is doing is trying to put forward abortion on demand, and we're yeah. going to stop them and make sure that that's not available in our state. They do this thing in Davos. They're doing it next week. All these elites come in, um, you know, the World Economic Forum, and basically, um, you know, their vision is they run everything, and everybody else is just like a surf like a peasant. They say they're going after energy, ESG, all these other things. And what I've said in Florida is, is that type of stuff coming out of Davos, uh, those policies are, are dead on arrival in the state of Florida. Yeah. And the other thing about DeSantis that's kind of fun is he has all the right enemies. This uh, Catholic governor of California really loves him and Ron DeSantis. They want to create a Christian community here. I mean, it, it, and they've got all these national folks behind them, and they decided to take that because they're bullies. The one thing Ron DeSantis hasn't come in, every, literally, think about it. Every single thing this guy does, he does with intention because he's a weak guy masquerading as if he's a strong guy. But the Catholic governor of California is not the only one that hates DeSantis. Right now, we're seeing a very interesting thing with the Catholic Church of Accompaniment of Pope Francis, which is also going after DeSantis as well. And you remember when DeSantis opened up Florida at the end of COVID, he was trying to open it up. He had a lot of pushback, finally opens it up. It was this clown who refused to open the Catholic churches because he was going to keep us safe. <laughs> and now he's out there accusing DeSantis of being a bad Christian for trying to stop the invasion of our southern border. It was got so bad about, I don't know, eight, nine months ago that this team DeSantis said of, the, said of this bishop, you're lying. Stop lying. But remember, when Francis accused Trump of being, what, a bad Christian, now they're, now they're doing it to, this, to, to, to DeSantis. 
You know, it looks like Francis, the Pope, is releasing his watchdogs on DeSantis, just like he did. We did shows on this, just like Francis did with Matteo Salvini in Italy. Joe Biden, the Catholic president of the United States, has even gone so far as to send out the Gestapo to try to shut us all down. A member of Congress from Ohio has issued a subpoena to FBI Director Christopher Wray. Republican Jim Jordan says that he wants answers about a since withdrawn memo from the FBI's Richmond office. The letter focused on alleged extremism within the U.S. Catholic Church. So one, one, one way or another, friends, all, all these Catholics, you know, Pelosi, uh, Newsom, Tony Fauci, Pope Francis, Joe Biden, you know, one way or another, they are going to shut Christianity down. While a retired Pope Benedict had sought to liberalize the celebration of the older form of the Latin Rite liturgy, Pope Francis's new document underlines that the modern Mass is the unique expression of the Roman liturgy. Henceforth, priests who wish to celebrate according to the older liturgical books will need to demonstrate to their bishop's satisfaction their acceptance of the teachings of the Second Vatican Council. The attack against the traditional mass is the attack against the foundations of Christianity. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to destabilize Christianity from the Vatican all the way down. What you see then in Pope Francis is a decision to take out faithful Catholics. This is a globalist radical inaction. Nobody likes to say it, but it's the truth. And I really wish more and more bishops and cardinals who really understand what Francis is up to would be more forthcoming. So we don't feel like we're so alone in pointing out the obvious fact that the Pope is buck naked. He doesn't have any clothes like the emperor, right? Somebody has to start doing that besides just a few people here and there. We need bishops, we need priests to say the same thing, to admit it. Everyone from Bill Gates to Klaus Schwab to the UN to the Disney pedophiles, they're all enlisting Pope Francis as moral authority to push their agenda right now, right? They need Francis. Which is why, friends, we need to pray for Francis, but we need to stop being in denial about Francis as well. Because until the Catholic Church comes back to its Christian senses, the world, friends, is not going to get any better. It's going to continue its freefall into the bowels of hell, which is what we're watching every day now, isn't it? The insanity all around you, the chaos, the crime, the abuse of children. I'm sorry, but Francis is to blame for it, is largely to blame because he refuses to stand up to the demons. He refuses to call the world to repent. He refuses to call the world back to Jesus Christ. So please, friends, in God's name, wake up and fight the real enemy.